Welcome to All Are Welcome, an Evergreen Christian Church podcast. Today, we have a sermon for you. Please join us in listening. Our scripture reading for today comes from Jonah 3, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 10. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by doing a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on a sackcloth. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, God relented and did not bring on them the destruction that God had threatened. It's the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week was important for many reasons. As I record this on Wednesday, the inauguration has happened the administration of the Biden presidency is now taking over and beginning their first actions. But also, this week is the week of prayer for Christian unity. Because I have many friends who are pastors or involved in church-type things, my Facebook has been absolutely filled with people praying. Not only Disciples of Christ pastors, but UCC and Methodist and Presbyterians, and not only in English, but in Thai and Arabic and many, many other languages. It was refreshing to see people earnestly praying for Christian unity. Out of the depths of their hearts, there's an outpouring of care and concern for God's people. We've also had calls for prayer sent out from our regional minister and various other denominational leaders. Calls of prayer for peace, calls of prayer for protection, calls for prayers to fully realize the depth and scope of our need for prophetic justice. These are the prayers echoing throughout my feeds. It is my hope, people, that that people will hear these prayers. Prayers for our unity, prayers for our protection, prayers for justice to be meted out and done. In our scripture, we see the power of a people who listen to God. Jonah was tasked by God to go to Nineveh and to preach a word of condemnation to them. As we know the story, we know that Jonah refused. Instead of sailing to Nineveh, he went to Joppa and sailed away from Nineveh. It is a bit of irony. Jonah identifies himself on the boat that he has taken as a Hebrew. He says he worships the God who made the sea and the dry land. Jonah fled from God, and he chose to flee by way of the ocean, chose to flee the God who made the seas by going to the ocean. 
As we know what happens, Jonah was swallowed up and spit out into a new direction. So when Jonah arrives in Nineveh, he's put into a peculiar situation for a prophet. He actually remarks on this in the fourth chapter of the book, the one after this. Jonah tells God that he knows God is a God of mercy. And he tells God that he knew that God would turn his wrath and anger away from the Ninevites. To Jonah, there was no need for him to give this prophecy of destruction as God would not destroy Nineveh. This is what he tells God. So for Jonah to go to Nineveh, one of two things could happen. Either Jonah gives a prophecy of destruction and it happens, surely the not the most comforting or brightest of outcomes, maybe not something you won't even want to be involved with. Or Jonah gives a prophecy of destruction and God relents. God does not destroy the city, which, for a prophet, makes him a little less credible. His ability and credibility as a prophet, would be questioned if he preached violent destruction and instead God's mercy was present. So why would Jonah go to Nineveh? In Jonah's mind, he loses either way. And if Jonah truly did believe that God would relent and not destroy the city, then why would he give prophecy to Nineveh so that it would not be fulfilled? I think this is Jonah's line of thinking. He says in the fourth chapter, I did not go, I did not need to go, I knew you would be merciful upon them. But Jonah is too quick on the draw. He is too prescriptive, too quickly, about what the future holds for the Ninevites. Jonah is gently prodded by God persuaded into actually giving the prophecy to the Ninevites. Jonah does what God tells him to do, and the Ninevites hear Jonah's words, and from the hearing of the words, it is said that they believed God. They did not only believe God, they really believed God. They humbled themselves. And they repented for the wicked things they had done. The book says that the king of Nineveh declared that even the animals must humble themselves and repent for the wickedness that took place in that city. They believed God. And it is when God sees what they have done. It is when God sees that they have turned away from their wicked ways that God changes God's mind and spares the Ninevites for the prophesied destruction. It was not enough for the prophecy to just be said. It was not enough that Jonah had come to the foregone conclusion that God would spare the Ninevites anyways. 
But the Ninevites had to hear the prophecy of destruction, hear how they would be brought to their own ruin by their own actions, and they had to believe God. And in their belief of God, they humbled themselves and they repented. My friends, many prophets and priests are calling out to us at this time. They're calling us into prayer for Christian unity. They're calling us into visions of justice. They're giving us prophetic utterances for safety and liberation. And today we hear such a call from a young poet calling us to be brave and to be light. But these prophecies and calls are not only coming from clergy who are robed and stoled and collared. They're not only coming from people on Facebook feeds who have been ordained to say such things. They come from the tired and the hungry. They come from civic organizers, from people who have worked tirelessly to point us towards the truth, and from those who are working tirelessly to announce to us that which we need to do in order to turn away from wickedness that will lead us to our own ruin and to instead turn towards God. Like Jonah had to go to Nineveh to speak the prophecy and to explain to the people what will happen if they continue to be wicked, we must heed the calls and prophecies of those who warn us as to the ways our sin and wickedness will bring our ruin. And like the Ninevites, we must believe God. And in belief of God, In reverence of God's name, we must humble ourselves, repent from wickedness, turning away from it and turning towards the holiness and goodness of God. We must believe God, humble ourselves, and repent. Then we will know the power of expressed in this story. The power for repentance. The power of repentance. And what a power it is. When the Ninevites, this people who lived a wicked life in a wicked city, it said, when the Ninevites repented, They were saved. The prophet Jonah said, in 40 days your ruin will come, but the Ninevites repented and that ruin never came. When the Ninevites repented, they changed God's mind. The power of repentance is the power to save ourselves from our own wickedness. To save ourselves from our own self-imposed destruction. It is the power for us to change God's mind, 
change our own hearts. The power for repentance has been given to us by a God who cares so deeply for us that his son died for us. That is the power that has been given to us when we humble ourselves and repent. Amen.